This is the 434th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC, and I'm here at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium where the Falcons prevailed 24-15 over the New Orleans Saints on Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium to take sole possession of first place. Well, they're actually tied by four and six, but they are the beneficiary of head-to-head tiebreaker, which makes them the sole uh, owner of first place in the NFC South. They are five and six with six games to go, and the Saints are also five and six with six games to go. And that last game at the end of the season could be the, the one that sends one team home and one to the playoffs. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet... You can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Well, hey, let's get right to it. Uh, Arthur Smith, we're going to give him the Woody Hayes Award for running that ball nine times in a row with the game on the line. Falcons, uh, the Saints cut it to a one-score game with a little bit over, uh, a little bit under seven minutes to go. And the Falcons did not attempt to throw a pass for nine straight plays, got in the field goal range and pushed that thing back up to a two-score game. And uh, put it away, running the ball nine times in a row. So, Arthur Smith, we're going to give him the Woody Hayes Award for for three yards and a cloud of dust there at the end to pull out the victory for the Atlanta Falcons. Here is Coach Arthur Smith on our first few questions in the press conference today. Uh, yeah, Coach, um, they, they cut it to a one-score game and, uh, you know, with about seven, a little bit under seven to go. What was the mindset of the offensive attack? Take the game over. You know, it was a challenge all week on the line of scrimmage and won the game, and that's what the O-line did. And the, and the play of the running backs during that sequence, uh, yeah, nine straight runs there. Oh, so when they, you know, we could have picked it up. Thought of, I thought about it at times, but when you're watching the intent and the way those guys were going up front, Way they were blocking and the, and the way that our guys were running the football, and that was all three of the runners. Um, you know why pick it up? And so the, the, that was encouraging. That's who we need to be to close out games, and and uh, just one game, but we needed that win in the worst way. And I thought overall it was a good team win. And yeah, so along those lines, how gratifying was it to stop the three-game losing streak and move into first place in the NFC South? Yeah, look, we, this thing's got to play out. I mean. 
We've got six games to go, right? And uh, it'll feel like six lifetimes. I mean, it's just the National Football League. And, uh, you know, it ebbs and flows. I mean, you call about a couple plays in, in the last two games, and we knew coming off from the bye week, you know, everything we talked about, you know, just some of the things logistically we want to do as a staff, we certainly did that. Um, ways we wanted to play, getting some guys in space. I thought it helped us, and then um, you know, rolling through personnel defensively, keeping guys fresh. I think you saw a little bit of that. So we got plenty of stuff to work on, as always. But overall, good team one. All right, yeah, those were some of the keys he talked about: logistical, schematical, and personnel changes. Uh, he covered some of them in there. Uh, the only big personnel change was hey, how he moved the running back rotation. It had been Bijan Tyler Algier. And not so much Corderell Patterson. Today it was Bijan, Corderell Patterson, and then they brought in a fresh Tyler Algier to help close out the game. He has a lot of uh, yards after contact. He's the best uh, other after contact runners. And you have seen the best after contact guy against the tired defense, and it worked out well for the Atlanta Falcons today. Now here's quarterback Desmond Ritter who returned to the starting lineup today and there was one big logistical change too with David Ragone going upstairs to the press box. Here is Desmond Ritter. Uh, yeah, Des, our coach um, told us that uh, uh, David Ragone was up in the box today. How did that help the operation? He was talking about logistics and so forth. Yeah, no, like we said, it was just another set of eyes up there. Um, being able to communicate, um, having another set of eyes, not only up in the box, but like we said, we got multiple on the field with Taylor and Logan and Coach Kramer, but it was just another set of eyes to give a different perspective and, and hopefully be able to communicate and see things better. And uh, on the interception at the two or one, we, we couldn't tell. It looked like Janu and Bijan were in the same area, vicinity. What happened on that play? Yeah, I was just going to Bijan. Um, you know, I, I probably threw about six inches too far inside. Okay. Um, he kind of, you know, there was hands up down there in the red zone. Might have lost it, whatever it was. Got to be a better ball. Got to put it on him. And what was it like in the huddle in that last uh, key drive, not the kneel down, but the one where y'all ran it nine times in a row? Were, were the linemen all fired up about that? Or? The linemen were all juiced up. Like we said earlier, you know, we had a challenge to them early in the week to go out and play their brand of ball, which is tough, nasty, and physical, and move that defensive line, in which we did. We wore them down in that fourth quarter, um, was able to possess that ball for the last five and a half, six minutes, whatever it may have been. Um, and they did a heck of a job of being able to get up there and keep the ball moving forward. Uh, props to BG, uh, Bijan, Tyler, and uh, CP of all being able to go out there, you know, take control of the ball, um, get those first downs, and keep it moving. All right, yep, they kept it moving there. And, uh, you know, what uh, Coach pointed out with, with Desmond was, you know, yeah, he had the bad throw in the end zone. Uh, you know, they're going in to score again. They're on the 10. You hate the red zone turnovers. That happened again today. Uh, and then he threw one outside that was uh, undercut by Tyron Matthews. But he bounced back. He had a 95-yard touchdown drive, and he threw a nice ball to Bajan on the 26-yard touchdown pass. Here's what he had to say about that pass. I didn't really feel the rusher. I knew that he was coming, and whoever was coming was coming hot. Um, and I just saw, you know, the back of uh, Demario's jersey and Bijan running with them. So, you know, like I told Bijan that at that point, that was his backyard ball. Threw it off the back of my foot, um, gave him a ball he could go get. Trusted him. Um, like we said, we repped it before, um, and you know that was a play we ran earlier in the game that I actually scrambled on, kind of ran into Kyle um, down there in the red zone, and we went back to it, um, got a different look, and, and we made it. We executed it. That was Desmond Ritter on the touchdown pass. Now here is Bajan on his touchdown reception. Uh, I 
right after I saw the linebacker come, and he was trying to match me, then I knew he was going to throw it right away. Um, so that, that, that was the point when I, when I knew. Yeah, man. I mean, that was a great play by, by Desmond, and just me just trying to track the ball in the air, and you know, we caught it and got the touchdown. Yeah, great catch. He got up, got behind Demario, and ran up the tunnel there. Uh, here is Bajan on the blocking of the offensive line. The whole line, like, I don't know what they was on this week, but they were just, you know, overpowering everything in practice. Like, everybody, you know, they had a different mindset. And just seeing all five of those guys, you know, go out there and, and dominate, you know, the will of a, another defense, like, it's, it speaks a lot for, for how good, you know, a low line can be. Like, we just play together, play play our hearts out. Um, but but those five guys, the tight ends, the receivers, like it was all part of the plan this week to just you know do, do what we do on the on the ground game, let everything else open up. So that was a really fun to watch and really fun to, to be a part of. Yeah, the line took pride in their work today. Uh, they had a pretty physical practice on Wednesday. Coach Smith said it was almost like a training camp practice coming back after the bye week. And he challenged them, hey, you know, let's get after some people. And uh, they did today against the New Orleans Saints, uh, rushing for uh, over 200 yards today. Here is Bajan on building on this win. Feels good. Feels good. Obviously, you know, we got to take every game one game at a time. And, you know, we, we, we like this feeling here when we win games. So, you know, we got to get ready for, for the Jets next week and, and keep stacking because, you know, we're going there. It's going to be a hostile environment and we need to play our best game. Um, but I mean, obviously, you, you want to get to number one, but there's still six games left in the season, so we gotta go out there and, and, and prove what we can do, and you know, just keep the momentum going. That's big, yeah. They'll go on the road here, uh, Jets, then back home at Tampa against Tampa Bay. Here is Jesse Bates on his pick six. Trusting my instincts, man. Just coming off that bye week, I think um, you know everybody had to come to come to life and just reset with this bye week and. Um, I seen 22 motion um, and it's just simply film study and all the extra meetings that we do, all our coaches with the cutups. Um, I give all props to them and it's just me just checking gangster and making them play. Um, you know, it's a play that they ran, that they've shown on film and uh, I took advantage of it and uh, got my fourth one uh, for a touchdown too. So a uh, very special moment for me for sure. All right, no doubt. Yeah, his two uh, turnovers, Desmond's uh, uh, two turnovers gave it a zero day for the Falcons in the turnover takeaway take ratio. So if you're going give to give away a couple, you might as well take a couple back. And that's what Jesse Bates did today. Uh, here is what he said about his bomb celebration. We, we've been talking about doing a celebration uh, you know, all year, throw, throw the ball up like a bomb and everybody fall. Uh, you know, I was so hyped, I couldn't even think about anything. I seen Bud, he like, do the bomb, do the bomb. I'm like, all right, bomb, bomb. So throw the ball up, everybody. You know, we were, we were really uh, correlate there. So uh, it just explains, you know, it shows how, how well connected this team is, is getting. Um, you know, like I, like I always tell people, you, you want to play your best ball around Thanksgiving and December. Um, that's when, you know, good teams start to play their best ball. And that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, uh, this they're not asking. This was, you know, it was a good game. They won, but it's a lot of lot of um, things to work on there. Uh, I know I have problems when you, you know, you got a chance to put somebody out, take them out. You're going in to score, you throw an interception, and you come out to start the third quarter. They made adjustments and uh, stop you right away. Those are two touchdowns. 
You, you score those, you're up 28 to 9, and, you know, you could start uh, slowing it down a little bit. But uh, that's that kind of complimentary football that you see the good teams play. They had a shot to do it today and fumbled it, but uh, came back and got the win anyway. Uh, one of the big plays was, hey, the Saints were going in to score. Uh, Tyson Hill was doing what he does against the Falcons. He was um, pillaging the defense. But then Jesse Bates had enough of it and came over and knocked the ball off of him. Here's Jesse Bates on that forced fumble. Anytime you get a turnover in the red zone, uh, you take away points uh, from the opposing offense and you know, give our offense a chance to go down there. I think they had a super long drive after that. And we kicked the field goal. Uh, you know, it's critical. Anytime you can get a turnover, uh, you know, Richie did a really good job. Nobody sees Richie with an open field tackle, and then I come out of nowhere and punch the ball. Uh, you know, just another, like I said, another example of what our defense wants to be uh, moving forward. And, uh, yeah, it's just continue to make plays, baby. Yeah, Richie saved a couple plays. That Alave 50-yarder, and I saw him taking a, put a big hit on uh, Kamara. As he got into the secondary. We'll get to the stats uh second half of the show but yeah i want to look at richie's stat line there uh also uh david oyamata here's what he had to say about the win definitely it's uh it's a it's a huge win especially knowing the knowing the circumstances we're in you know and uh you know the win is gonna have give us the lead in the division and i don't think there's any there's anything better than that but the main thing is just uh we got to keep going and we got to sustain that you know mm -hmm. just sustain that throughout the throughout throughout the regular season again to the playoffs and keep doing the same thing all right and uh david here big thing today was holding them the five field goals uh blake groupie was their offensive mvp for the saints uh he had five and here's what oyamata said about holding them to the field goals and the play of safety jesse bates that's football. You know, you keep them out there as long as they can be. You'd rather take three points over uh, over seven. So uh, I don't think I don't think there was anything wrong with that. But but then it's like based off the based off what we've done over over the season in the red zone, we've been stout in the red zone. So going get, getting out there and executing is kind of what we do. Yeah. And what about Jesse's fumble? Uh, you and Albert kind of had yeah. a shot. It looked like you had nah, a shot. I was, I was in there. Albert okay, okay. was in there. Yeah, okay. but you know, he's a baller. Uh -huh. The boy makes plays. Like, you put him out there, he makes plays. Yeah, yeah. They like it when uh, the safety does that. You know, knocking the ball off people, saving them, uh, taking a would have been a touchdown. But for them, they were in the red zone. So, uh, you know, he's played. He's signed to be a playmaker, and he made some plays today. Our uh, wonderful uh, intern, Charlotte Burns, uh, did a story on Jesse. Go go read that online on uh, AJC.com. Sidebar on Jesse Bates and his fine game today against the New Orleans Saints. So with that, we're going to take a break here. This is the boat. Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. A celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents hip-hop's most pulled elements. 
are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles. And before we get moving on here to the rest of the, the podcast today, I'd like to let you all know about a special offer for our podcast listeners. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you can get access to our e-paper and assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, we're going to get to some of the notes here. Uh, We also, um, I didn't do my, hey, how are y'all doing after the game uh, thing today, but I did. Uh, send out the quote from Arthur Smith's uh, press conference about the big time throw by Bijan. We got a lot of comments off of that. So I'll share some of those and we'll move to the notes from the game and uh, get on out of here and get ready for New York and uh, Jets who are, you know, in a bad, bad way up there in their quarterback situation. Uh, Boyle is going to start. They're not going to get Zach Wilson. Uh, so we'll see um, how that goes. But we'll preview that later in the week. But uh, here's about the throw to Bijan. Uh, Dana says, if that works, keep doing it. Scotty Morgan says, As it was Ritter's best throw of his professional career. I, I like the Pitts one better, but uh, it was a good one. He not only faced up to the pressure coming at him, he continued to look down the field and saw Bijan breaking free, then delivered it with touch. Big time NFL QB throw. I still wish Ritter had a QB coach. Sure he does. Well, it worked, it seems. Maybe Dave should call plays or maybe Smith should give up plays along and see what happens. They did make an adjustment. They sent Ritter, uh, Coach Ragone to the press box today. Remember the Arizona game was the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was Tyler Heineke's Super Bowl, apparently. In uh, uh, Falcon Heartache. I think the key to win was the win was the drive for the field goal. Without that, we probably would have lost on late score as per usual. Yeah, that was big. That's why we gave Coach the Woody Hayes Award. Uh, He had enough sense not to throw the ball anymore after the two interceptions. And uh, for the young folks, uh, Woody Hayes is the coach. Uh, He was known for something else at the end, but – uh, we're, we, uh, remember him as the, you know, when you throw a pass, two things, three things can happen and two of them are bad, an incompletion and an interception. So, so, um, and we won't talk about him choking out the uh, Clemson players. You can go on YouTube for that, but, um, let's listen up, uh, one more here. Listen, guys, I'm glad we won. This is Cliff Howell. Listen, guys, I'm glad we won this game 
But Smith and Ritter ain't the answer. I mean, he won the game. Enjoyed the game. Many NFL officials have lost their integrity or sold their souls for a Christmas bonus. I changed the channel after the officials stood there and watched ATL 55 face guard and push Camara on that pass and not throw a flag. Okay. Upset Saints fans. Okay, and this is a this is a last one here. And uh it's from Chad. It's a Saints fan. Saint of Sin 84. Seeing bad teams brag about getting one of their signature wins over the Saints time after time this year is making me want to kill a puppy. No, don't kill the puppy. That puppy's got nothing to do with any of this. So anyway, that's a little fan feedback, little mailbag from Twitter. Thank you all. We'll remember next week to to ask you how you feel after the Jets uh, game up there in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Let's go over a few of the game notes here. Uh, the offense recorded 396 total yards, including 228 rushing. Uh, they extended their the Falcons extended their active streak of games at least 100 rushing yards to six. Only Baltimore has more with 11. Atlanta rushed for more than 200 yards for the second time this season. Week two versus Green Bay. Uh, and the Falcons defense held the Saints out of the end zone. Their first game limiting opponents to zero touchdowns. Atlanta also limited the Saints to 0-5 in the red zone. It's third game this season not allowing a touchdown in the red zone. They also did that in weeks four and seven. All right. The uh, game day captain today was Jeff Okuda. He was the sixth captain. Offensively, some offensive notes here. Ritter was 13 to 21 for 168, a touchdown and two interceptions, a 63.3 passer rating. Uh, Bajan was, he rushed for 16 for 91. Tyler Algier, 10 for 64. Patterson, 8 for 43. Okay, Drake London caught five balls for 91. Lejean caught three for 32, the 126-yard touchdown pass. And uh, Kyle Pitts had two for 22, a big one on third. Third down there, third and 10. He got 11-yarder. He got up. He looked over. and was like, hey, yeah, hey, this is the first down. <laughs> and uh, so he he did do that. Uh, Vaughn Jefferson had it one for 13. Keith, Keith Smith, one for six. And Scotty Miller, one for four. I told my guys on Sirius XM that he was going to get some red zone opportunities, and he did. They tried to sneak him around the corner or one of those little flip plays. So um, I want to get down to the tackling uh, box here for the defenders. Yeah, Jesse Bates had 12 tackles. He was out there doing it today. Uh, and uh, Richie, Richie had four. I thought he had more. I thought he was showing up at the ball more than that. There were five passes defense. Uh, Akuda had eight tackles. Helms played in a package out there. Also with the, you know, Big Trey played in the package also too. Helms had seven tackles. Caden Ellis had six. D. Offer had six. Khaled Campbell had his lead. Had him look at his left ankle there at one point. It came back into the action. He had five. Richie Grant four. Nate Lamon four. Oyamata, two. 
And uh, those are everybody, a bunch of people with two and one. Now, sack-wise, Abercady had the big one on third down. That was it. One sack. Uh, tackles for loss. We got three of those. Campbell with one. Oyamata with one. And Abercady with one. So those were some of the key defensive stats. Special teams-wise, let's look at that, see if they got that together. You know, Koo came out and played. He made the field goal, 34-yarder at the end. Uh, we had some good hang times on Pinion, 4-4-9, 4-4-6 on his two punts today. So, you know, those are, are high punts. That That's how they got to do it. They just got to let him kick the high punts that they can get down and cover so that, uh, you know, they don't get out the, the return. So he's going to give up some yardage. Uh, but uh, he's going to be able to hit so the ones that are high that take a long time to cover. So with that, everybody, we're going to get on out of here at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. going to wrap up the episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Come back during uh, in the middle of the week. We'll help you get ready for the game with the New York Jets on, uh, on Sunday at 1 p.m. up in the uh, MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. So for now, the Falcons. Or in first place, five and six in the NFC South, three and zero in the division, with six games to play. Take care and have a great rest of your week. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet. You can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologeticallyATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Oh, oh, oh.